Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a very special edition of our live broadcast tonight on the Beer Man Network. Joining me on the line right now is our co-host, Jessica. Jessica, how you been? Ah, covered in snow. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, it's been a couple of traveling, let's do this again, a couple of challenging weeks. There we go. And uh, I'll tell you, it's been crazy. So what have you been up to? Everybody's asking, what has Jessica been doing? Well, work, work, and a little bit more work. But it's not all so bad. Work's actually sending me to Hawaii in two weeks, so I can't be all complaints. Wow, Hawaii. So uh, how long are you going to be there? Just a week. And then I'll come back. Then I go to Japan for a week. Then I go to California for two weeks. Mississippi, seven weeks. So it's, it's going to be a lot of time on the road. Wow, lots and lots of traveling. I'll tell you, I actually spent a week down in Florida in November, and uh, you know what? Something crazy happened while I was gone. I found out about two or three weeks ago that uh, the owner of WNJC took a massive stroke, and I had to have emergency brain surgery. But uh, I'm happy to report that uh, he has recovered mostly. He says he's about 25% without use of uh, his right arm, but uh, he said otherwise he's doing okay, so that's good news to report, but uh, yeah, things are happening. Well, I'm glad he's getting better. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's just crazy how uh, a lot has happened since the show went off WNJC Radio, and uh, now here we are coming back here on the internet to, to try to start something up again here in 2015. Lots and lots of uh, projects in the works, and uh, Reverend Bob Levy now is back working again with R.D. Lang. So, see, that something big happened. Yeah, I saw where he posted on Twitter, so that's pretty exciting for him. Yeah, well, everybody's moving in a different direction these days. You know, we figured we would launch something in the Philadelphia radio market. It didn't exactly go to the place that we thought it would. But, hey, you know what? Everything is going to be okay over time. Things are going to happen. And, uh, you know, once we get that TV show rolling, I think we're going to be in good shape. As long as you got a plan and stick with it. Exactly. So I wanted to bring you back here tonight, and we're going to talk about some things. So let's dive into our first topic tonight, because I know you watched the Super Bowl, just as I did. And I want to ask you first, what was your favorite commercial? You know, I really, I don't know what it was called, but the Marsha Brady, the Brady family one with Buscemi, Buscemi in it. I don't know, that one made me giggle. Because the rest are really depressing. Yeah, you know, that was the big thing across social media that I was reading, is that everything out there was pretty much a theme of depressing or not entertaining, according to most people's view. Yeah, I wasn't too impressed in terms, you know, it's a Super Bowl, you're expecting, like, the big commercials to pay a lot of money to be in these, you know, time slots. But, yeah, I was like, 
these are really sad. All right, we're getting a report in the chat room that people are having a hard time hearing us. I don't know why that would be, but uh, let me see what we find out here. Make sure we're coming across here loud and clear. Uh, maybe the people in the chat room need to uh, to hit the player or something. I don't know what's happening, but we're getting reports in the chat room that, uh, let's see here. I don't know why they would have a problem picking us up because I know we're going out over the air here. But uh, we'll see if the people could hear us. But uh, I guess they just want to call in on the phone numbers here. We do have phone numbers out here, 724-444-7444. And then the show ID, show ID will be 90046. So an opportunity for them to call in on our hotline here. And uh, we might have somebody standing by. We have a caller. Okay. Um, I don't know. But do we have somebody standing by? Or Jess still here? I'm still here. I was just going to the website to see if I could hear. Oh, okay. I could hear you just okay. fine. Yeah, yeah, because that's why I was getting the feedback. Okay. But, uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the Super Bowl as a whole was just crazy. It was a wild night of uh, television broadcasting. Yeah, and I was rooting for the Seahawks, so of course I was a little bummed at the end. But You know, it, it's funny because I honestly originally didn't have a pick. And then last minute, I was like, you know what, I remember 2005 when I was down in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, I was like, you know, this is awesome. And uh, I decided to take the Patriots because of that. I figured they were the last, the last team they beat with the Philadelphia Eagles. So I figured, oh, i got to pick, pick the Patriots. So I took the Patriots. And lo and behold, they did pull it off in the end. I mean, it was an exciting ending. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I thought it was a hockey game toward the end with the fight. Yeah, you know, it was great to see that, uh, you know, they put some action to that game at the end, too. With the, uh, I was looking for, like, the uh, – I actually called it the Royal Rumble, like WWE's Royal Rumble. Nice. So, uh, yeah, but the Super Bowl was crazy, and it was off the charts, and uh, – you know, how about that halftime show? Do you, do you have any idea what the hell is going on there with uh, with the whole uh, dancing um, I sharks love the da- and dancing beach balls? I love that. I, well, I'm a huge Katy Perry, fan, Katy Perry fan, so I might be a little biased, but I love those little dancing sharks and beach balls and trees. But I was a fan of the, the halftime show. Now, we also got to see Lenny Kravitz perform with Katy, and we also got to see... Uh, Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott come back, exactly. And uh, that was a little bit of a surprise. Not a lot of people were expecting it from what I gathered. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard. I heard about Lenny Kravitz be at the halftime show. I didn't hear anything about Missy. So when I saw her come on, I was especially stoked because I've been a fan of hers for a while, and I haven't heard anything from her lately. So I was pretty excited. So the other thing I wanted to ask you was, I hear that that you've been emailing back and forth with a good friend of ours of the show and all, and another co-host, Scott Mattisall. Is that that any news report there? No, he's a funny guy. I enjoy talking to him. Actually, it's been a while since I've said hi to him, but he's he's a really funny guy. You know, it was this his birthday just the other day. That's where I kind of came up with the idea of of doing the show, and, and he said to me in a conversation I had with him about a month ago, he mentioned to me, he's like, Oh, you know what? We got to get this show back on the air. We got to get Jessica back to co-host, and you know. And I was hoping that he would make an appearance here tonight, but so far I haven't heard anything from him. I've been reaching out to him, letting him know what's going on, but uh, 
maybe at some point he'll actually call in here to uh, participate before we go off the air here tonight. Yeah, because I'd be really interested to hear some more of his dating site horror stories because he seems to be posting a lot about that. So. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, we can go into a deep conversation about dating websites because, you know, I, I've done it myself in the past. I think just about everybody in today's world has tried at least one time. And, uh, you know, you never know what you're going to get when you go on these blind dates, as they call them. You know, it's some of them you hit it off the person, sometimes you don't. And uh, it's interesting when you do that kind of stuff. I've actually considered taking up a side job of taking photos of people who join dating websites because I went out there, I went to Plenty of Fish just for fun because I've been single, you know, for two years now. And the pictures that people take of themselves are not very flattering at all. Like I would never click on any of those profiles just because the picture is just not not good quality at all. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do all these people a favor and take pictures of them, help them find their true love. You know, that's a great idea to open up a, a service where you actually do all the work for them instead of making them build their own profiles and you actually build it for them. And that would help them probably dramatically in uh, getting, you know, people's attention because, you know, there are a lot of people out here that look at every single word that you write in these profiles from what I what I can gather. Yep, that's what I do. And if there's a if there's a majority of grammatical errors, then I'm like, nope, if he's not taking the time to present himself, then you know, maybe he's not gonna put any effort into a relationship. So it's like you're selling yourself on this dating website. You know, take the time, take a decent picture, write a little bit about yourself, you know, just don't say, Yo, hit me up ask me a question, you know. You know, it's funny, though, because when you look at going into a bar and approaching somebody sitting there, and, you know, it's it's a lot harder to do that than compared to typing a little bit to somebody on the Internet. I found that out, that when you, when you walk into a bar and try to pick up somebody, it just it normally don't work. See, I'm the opposite. I'm much better trying to pick someone up in person. Like the guy that I've been kind of getting to know, I met him at work, and, you know, that instant chemistry just kind of sealed the deal for me on the Internet. I went out with a couple guys, and, you know, they're really good-looking, great, you know, personality, their email, and then I meet them in person. I'm like, is this the same person that I've been communicating with, you know? So I found out people can be or personify a different person on the Internet, then you meet them in person and you're taking a double take. It's like, is this, is this the same person? What's going on here? Well, I can tell you this much. About Scott, I've known him now for probably over five years. And the first time I met the guy, he was actually in an Internet chat room on a website called nowlive.com. And I started to find out a little bit more about Scott. And the first impression was this guy is just out there. He's just a crazy Wild guy who talks about mostly at that time he was big on doing poker chat rooms, and he also hosted shows where he talked about aliens and all kinds of weird stuff, you know. And yeah. my first my first vibe from him was like, this guy's crazy. And then I, I you know I found his backstory that he was the brother of the famous poker player Mike the Mouse, you know, and that's his brother. So, you know, I got to know him a little bit better, and I really got to know the guy in, you know, in depth and, and really understanding where he's coming from. And I found out he's one of the nicest people you're going to meet, you know. And, uh, you know, one, one thing I even said to him was, I said, you know, I said, maybe one day, you know, you need to meet Jessica out in Vegas or something, you know. 
And uh, I said to him, I said, you know, I said, we really want to do a TV taping out in Vegas anyway because it's the, the environment that you want if you're going to be producing the TV show. And uh, yeah. like I said, you know, we're going we're gonna to be putting one together by the end of the year. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, right now we just need to nail down what month we're going to start production and whatnot. And, uh, you know, but the, the fact is, Scott's one of those guys, he's an everyday guy who has a famous brother. And, I mean, it's an interesting story to tell, though, you know, how you get to know somebody who has a famous brother. And, you know, he's just one of the guys at the end of the day. Yeah, I really enjoy talking to him. He's very down to earth, very, very hilarious, very smart. I just, yeah, he's a great person to converse with. Well, the one thing I kept telling him was, I said, you need to be on FM radio in a major market. And recently I was given some information that Philadelphia had a couple openings on different FM radio stations. And I even said to him in a private message, I said, Scott, you need to apply for this, dude. I said, you're probably going to get hired because once they get to, you know, listen to your work, they're going to love you. But uh, he, he never went ahead and applied for it. I don't know. You know he's, he's happy making money off the stock market, which is his thing these days. So, you know, everybody's got their own uh, favorite thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But, he, can uh, keep those, he can keep those numbers in the stock markets for me. You know, I, I've watched a lot of this uh, CNBC-type shows, and uh, the one thing I find out is you can make a lot of money. And I recently told people, that if you were to buy Facebook stock when it first came out for 26 bucks a share, and I told them right away, too, when it did come out, I said, go out and buy the Facebook shares and also buy the Apple shares. Well, nobody listened to me because I haven't heard anybody who made the money because Apple recently jumped in value by big numbers. They're like 30 $40 hours a share it jumped up in price, so. Yeah, that, that was something I never understood. They made us you know, follow the stocks and pretend to buy them in school. But it was just, I think I just don't like numbers. No numbers for me. Well, exactly. You know, everybody finds different ways to make money. And I'll tell you, with our economy going the way it is, because like at my full-time job, we're now just counting down the weeks till the end. You know, it's about to, to be over. So, you know, I'm about to be out there looking for a uh, a new gig, you know. So basically, uh, you know, always looking to make money in a different avenue, you know, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I like what I do for work. It's really boring, but um, I work in communication security, and it's really boring, but I'm good at it as far as I know, and it pays the bills, and it's actually pretty interesting, but I wanted to be a veterinarian, work with animals, but it's a little less sad when a computer dies, you know, more so than a dog, so... Now, like I said, we're going to try to get some people to call in tonight. I did tell people, you know, we're going to take phone calls. And uh, we'll see if people call in because, you know, the difference between here and the radio, on the radio, they are trying to call in and crank call you. You know what I'm saying? They're trying yeah. to get, you know, get one over on you. So uh, we'll see, you know, if people are going to take advantage of the opportunity to call in tonight or not. But uh, we are opening the phones here. Like I said, they see what's on the people's minds. Now, uh, let me ask you this question. What is your favorite sport out of the four of them, the four major ones? Hockey, of course. So then give us a little hockey talk then. Tell us what's happening in the hockey season. Well, my favorite team is the New York Rangers, and I think it was on Saturday's game, their goalie, Heinrich Lundqvist, took a puck to the neck. And 
it looked pretty intense, but I guess he fell backwards, shook his arms, you know, around a little bit, but he ended up staying in the game, which, you know, hockey players, of course, they could resuscitate him and get right back in the game. But, yeah, I've been following the New York Rangers. I'm hoping they make it, you know, to Stanley Cup. One can always hope. Do you watch well, any hockey? You know what? That's the thing. I'm not into the hockey. I'll tell you what. I'm big on football. Baseball is my second sport. And then basketball, I've really started to get into the Sixers team. Now, they're not a very good team, but they're very entertaining as far as a young team that keeps these games a lot closer than what they should be. And uh, right now I've actually got the game here on the screen, and the Sixers just got a dump from Nolan's Norwell. So there you go. So uh, it's 8-4 to four in the first quarter. So uh, the Sixers, uh, they're a fun team to watch. I mean, this time of year, there's really not much on TV as far as sports. So figure out, watch some, some Sixers, you know? Yeah, I haven't watched basketball in years. My team has always been the San Antonio Spurs, but I have not watched basketball in so long. You know, it's an easy sport to play, though, when you think about it. The only thing you have to really be good at is running up and down the court. I mean, it does wear you out going back and forth. But, uh, I mean, if you're tall, you know, I'm, I'm six foot two. So, it's for me, you know, it's, it wouldn't be that hard to jam the ball in. I mean, you got to play your defense. But, honestly, out of the four major sports, I think basketball is the easiest to play. Yeah, I think that was the only one I was actually decent at. But I'm only five foot five, so as far as getting the ball into the hoop, it was a little bit harder for me. But I really wanted to play hockey. We play street hockey, but I've never played ice hockey. So I, I want to try that sometime. See, I'm not a good skater. I, every time I've tried to get out there on the ice, I wound up uh, not doing too well. And I haven't been on the ice in years. So, you know, I, I kind of stay away from the ice. It's just not a friend of mine. But uh, speaking of hockey, my, my oldest nephew is now trying to become a goaltender. So uh, he got all the equipment and everything, and uh, he's working his way to try to become a goaltender. I don't know if he's going to go for a, a career in uh, professional hockey or what his plans are, but uh, – He's 13 now, so this is the age, I guess, you decide what sport you want to really pursue. He's a great baseball hitter, but uh, his defense in baseball is not very good. Yeah, I say go for the hockey. I I have a soft spot for hockey goalies in particular, so I say go for it. Yeah, well, he's he's only 13 these days, but, you know, I mean, uh, who knows what his future brings. You know, uh, you can be that girl maybe when he – it's his 20s. You robbed the cradle. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I prefer older men, not that kind of soft spot. <laughs> yeah. I'll cheer uh, him on. <laughs> just having some fun with it, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what we do here. It is the Beer Man Network after all. I mean, you know, and uh, now we're no longer on the FCC band, so we don't have to worry about, uh, you know, all that nonsense. The FCC used to uh, make it difficult when you're trying to cover all those hours we try to cover that mm-hmm. night. And, uh my God, what a crazy! You know what? Tell everybody what that experience was like too. We never had a chance to talk to you on air after that uh, marathon of a show sitting next to uh, Crazy Dean. Dean was a little crazy. I didn't know what to think of Dean at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was really nervous, and you know, I was a little bit tired because I did drive out there, so I was a little tired, a little nervous. And then Dean was—he—Dean he, was really nice, but he's. Very crazy, especially yeah, he, when he wore that costume, that Eagles costume. Yeah, the one that he pulled out of the trash bag. That uh, we were like, "What the hell's he got in that trash bag?" When he mm-hmm. kept teasing it all night, saying, "I got something here in the trash bag." Yeah, I was not expecting that. So yeah, he was nice, but a little crazy. 
Well, I'll tell you what, it's a shame because after that show, we wound up meeting this guy who did a show after ours for an hour on Wednesday nights. He came on at 8 o'clock on Wednesday nights. And the guy was just a total, I mean, this guy was definitely the character from the movie of, like, the loner-type person, you know? Oh, wow. And uh, well, he turned out to be really strange. So the next couple weeks on the show, we pretty much played off that and did lots of crossovers. And uh, we'd bring him on our show for like a half hour at, you know, 730. He would come on and sit there with us for a half hour, and it would just be one crazy train wreck. But uh, it was fun, though. Train wrecks can be fun. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know what? Look, we had that time on the radio station to to do some things, and uh, we figured, you know what, we're going to try to go for every possible angle we could hit. And we did, because some weeks I wound up doing the show from uh, you know from home, other weeks I would go to the studio, and uh, the one night I actually did that overnight show by myself without anybody. I showed up at the station about 11:30, and uh, did from 11:30 until like 4:30 in the morning, and uh, we were talking about craziness. I was playing music and uh, DJing the thing, and it was just it was good times though, you know. You never know what the listeners want to hear until you try. You know, the funny thing is the phone lines that night were ringing off the hook. I mean, people were just calling in like crazy that night. And I'm saying, what the hell are these people doing up at 2 o'clock in the morning? And we were getting all kinds of phone calls. I mean, I was like, wow, we're breaking records here. And I was told that the FCC relaxes things a little bit after midnight. So I was allowed to put a little bit more crazier callers through, you know. But they didn't realize that we were allowed to do it, and they thought they were trying to break the rules. So it actually turned out to be really beneficial. Huh. Yeah, I hope some people call in tonight, ask some neat questions or, you know. Well, that's a, you know, sometimes you got to let them warm up a little bit. Like I said, it's, it's well, now we're at 20 after 7 here on the East Coast. And uh, for you guys just tuning in, this is the Beer Man Network special presentation, bringing back Jessica here tonight to co-host with me. And uh, we're talking a variety of subjects, hitting a lot of sports, of course. But uh, we do have open phone lines at 724-444-7444. And uh, when you get to that show ID number, you have to punch in 90046. And then you will be on our screen here. And uh, we'll be able to put you on the air for tonight's broadcast. So uh, we're going to be here until about 8 o'clock tonight. So we're just doing a little bit, you know, a little little broadcast popping on here to see what uh, what the people will respond with, you know? Yep. Yeah, ask, crazy. ask me crazy questions. Oh, let's see. I mean, how crazy you want to get here? Um, oh, well, then, God. You guys nicknamed him the perv magnet last show, so. Well, you know what? That, that, that was crazy, Dean. I mean, but if you want to tell a story about, like, one of the craziest dates you've ever been on, go ahead and share it with everybody. Oh, uh, craziest dates. It was probably 2007. A guy I met on the internet. He said he was 5'11", so I figured, you know, I can wear some heels, get away with it. Showed up. He was actually 5'6", so I, I felt like a glamazon, you know, woman wow. standing next to him. Um, he had his pants, they must have been up to his armpits, and he had his belt cinched so tight, I think his waist was about as thick as my thigh. So I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to be shallow, I'm not going to judge by physical character, I'm just going to go with it. So we go to a Chinese restaurant, have food, you know, decent conversation. He goes to pour soy sauce on his food, and there's a fruit fly stuck to the the rim of the soy sauce. 
So I try and play it off, you know, oh, you know, extra protein. Try and keep, I always try and keep a positive attitude. But he got really irate. He called the server over. He's thrown a big fit. He's like, you need to give us free food. And he was just complaining, made a big scene, and wouldn't leave until he got free food. So I'm like, so we go to a bowling alley. He wheels in this bag that has two bowling balls in it. He puts these booties on his shoes. He has these hand guards. He's got a little hacky sack. He would throw the ball, roll the ball down the lane, and he would get a strike almost every time. But every time he didn't, he would complain that we were at a ghetto bowling alley. He'd wipe down his ball for about 10 minutes before he put, I don't know, he was just complaining the whole night. It just got worse and worse and worse and worse. Met and call him again afterward. And they kept sending me these harassing, threatening emails. So I had to block him on every social networking platform there was back then. Wow. But it wasn't like bad, bad, but it was just like a series of not good dates. Because 2007 was when I went through my divorce. You know, I was getting divorced and back out in the dating scene. I went out with the one-upper. No matter what I said, he just had to one-up me on everything. That got kind of annoying. Um, yeah, there's always like the showboat type guys, right? The macho man that uh, wants to always be better than everybody else. Yeah, or the guy who waits until you're out at dinner to reveal that he's just out of prison for two two counts of forgery and crack possession. Ooh, man. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, I, I, I've had some horror stories myself I could share. Uh, there was one girl I met her in person. So I, I get into her car because I met her, you know, I walked around a corner there from where I lived and she was driving. So, you know, I told her I'd meet her at a public place and I get into her car and she says, first words, she's on her cell phone and she says, Steve, baby, don't do that. You just got out of jail. Well, I jumped out of the car immediately. I was like, uh, okay. And off I went, you know? So uh, that date lasted about 30 seconds. Yeah, that that is definitely in the the, the top bad dates. Or what about the ones you go out on a date and you find out they're married? Oh, yeah, that's that's not fun either, is it now? Yeah, that happened to me one time. It was a really, really charismatic, charming child cardiologist out of Philadelphia and had really good conversation, getting to know each other for a couple months. And then I didn't hear from him. Turns out he had reconciled with his wife. Like, okay, nice. Well, you know, that married thing always bites a lot of people in the butt, you know, as far as, uh, let's let's face it, there's a lot of women out there that uh, fall for these slick-talking guys, and, uh, you know, it, it's it's a situation in the dating world that uh, it's unfortunate because then you have all these great single guys that can't find Miss Right. And, you know, I have a younger brother who's like that, where he cannot find the right woman no matter what he does. He... uh he was introduced to one girl, didn't work out. Then he wound up dating a girl who lived close to him. That didn't work out. So, you know, it just, and he stays single. And, like, you know, it's I feel bad for him because he's trying so hard to meet her, but now he's just giving up and he's getting older. And it's like, you know, I don't understand that, though, how some guys have multiple women and then some guys have no women. It's just bizarre. It's also really tough. Like I said earlier, I've been single about two years now. It's it's like you meet someone and you have a connection, but it's like, are you settling or, you know, is there someone better for you? Because I wasted about a year getting to know this guy, and then he got back together with his ex. He wasn't married, but he was just, like, seeing her. That lasted a month, then he was trying to chase me again. So it's like you spend time 
investing yourself into someone and then things happen or, you know, I don't know. It's, it's really tough. Well, the other thing is men always want what they can't have at the other thing. Yep, because now, you know, since I told the same guy that I was like, hey, you know, I've been getting to know someone lately. I like him. I want to see where things go. So now that I told him that, he's been pursuing me a lot harder now. So it's like, are you pursuing me because you authentically like me or is it because now there's competition? So, you know, it's, it, it's funny because it's really hard to find, quote, unquote, the right person for a lot of people out here. And I don't really understand why it can't be easier. Like you were saying, you met a coworker at your job. And honestly, I would think that's probably the best match. You meet them where you work. So you think it would lead to something possibly developing. And uh, I don't know. Like, it's just every yeah, success story I've heard, that's what happens. Yeah, you get a chance to know him. Like we were friends about six or seven months before, you know, we went out or anything. So I got to know him. You know, I know what he his work ethic is like. So I got a good gauge of his character before I took a chance on him. So it's kind of nice. Like on a dating website, you know, you don't want to spend six months, you know, trying to get to know them. You know, they're trying to find love. But at work, we were just strictly friends. So I got to know him as a person, which, you know, was really appreciative for me. Well, let me um, ask this question. You know, since we're talking about dating, did you ever listen to that show called Love Zones that was hosted by Dr. Drew? Oh, like it was on years ago. I don't know if it's still on now. It's believe it or not, it's still around in some capacity, but uh, you know, it's a show that I always thought was a great show. And it's like you know, more and more I think about this, I'm like you know, maybe we should go out there and promote this, a show that we do, like you know, here where we aim it towards people on dating websites and help them like meet love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. I'll take their pictures and you can interview them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have a bowl with it because, you know, I mean, that's, that's one of my strong points in, in doing this radio thing is I love to interview people. I mean, I've interviewed a bunch of people. Now, in recent interviews, I'll be honest with you, my most recent interview, I just listened back to it last night, and I was like, you know what? I wasn't too happy with the job I'd done. I was like, you know what? I kind of kept stumbling and kept saying, you know, and that's the one thing that I find myself sometimes doing is I, I, I lose focus because I don't stay zoned in where I'm supposed to be. That's probably one of the reasons why I'm not on, you know, one of the major radio stations because of that fact. You have to really be focused on what you're doing. And when you do shows different places, you always have something that's going to distract you. But I will say this, the show that we've done on night one, we I got so many bad reviews on it that I actually think it was good because people were talking about us. You know, like we got the publicity I was looking for. Yeah, and, you know, all you can do is grow from that, whether it was good criticism or bad criticism. It's it's criticism. Like you said, they're listening. So you grow exactly. from that. Forward. Your right. number one goal is to bring them out. You know, once you bring them out, then you have to keep them. And that was the biggest problem we had as weeks went by. A lot of people were really starting to criticize because of the fact they said I was crossing the line of hard-hitting, and they just didn't like where the show was going because I took it in a direction where we were doing a lot more of spoofing and goofing than hard-hitting talk show. 
I took a risk bringing me on the show since I have zero background in radio. But you know what? Your show, the show that you were on with us the first night, a lot of people said, you know what? This is going to grow into something. But then, like I said, we had a hard time doing it again. And that was the one thing, like, you know, Scott and me were talking recently, and Scott said to me, he's like, you know, dude, he's like, you don't quit no matter what happens. He's like, you'll be back. He's like, you might tell people on the air that you're done, but he's like, we know you're going to be back on the radio mm-hmm. again. We just know that that's going to repeat itself because it's the cycle that we go through. And, you know, the one great thing about this time around, we had Bob Levy teaming up with us, so it made it even better. Yeah, you have to see if he can call in one night, too, say hello. Well, that's. That's going to be hard because, you know what, the thing with Bob Levy is this. Like I was telling you earlier, he now is teaming up with Artie Lang again. When he gets into that circle of the Howard Stern type people, he forgets us little people as we call ourselves. You know what I'm saying? I'll have to go haggle him on Twitter say, hey, come say hi to me. You You know what Bob's problem, seriously, I'm telling you what his problem is, is that he, you know, he did do a great thing. He went through with everything that I asked of him because I'll be honest with you, I'll tell you some little inside dirt about that. He almost backed out at one point, and I tried to sell him on other radio stations, and he wanted to do it. He said the only radio station he was going to do business with was 1360 because they were in his backyard. They were easy to, you know, the station was easy to get to for him, where mm-hmm. there were some bigger stations that I thought that maybe would help promote him even better but they were further away, and he said no. You know, you don't turn away an opportunity to be teaming up with an FM station because uh, the one station, 920 AM, they offered an opportunity to be appearing for him to appear on 94.5 FM, and 94.5 FM is a bigger station. I'll just tell him he's scared. He's scared to be on the big show right now. Well, no, we're already laying. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're the big show, all right. I mean, you know. I don't know what we're going to get as far as people tuning in on their own schedule. See, the problem when you do a live show like this, you tell people, hey, 7 o'clock, we're going to be live. The problem with that is is that a lot of people are in the middle of something, so what's going to happen is later tonight they're going to come to the website and they're going to click on that archive and they're going to listen back to what we did tonight, and then they'll start giving us some feedback on it. See, in the past, we did have a call-in opportunity where I was co-hosting with a guy by the name of Anthony, And me and him used to do it, and basically what happened was we had our regular callers that call in every show, and then we had other people trickle in from time to time. Then I brought on this one guy who was, like, write his own book and everything, and he brought a following with him. All these people started showing up. So I just basically let him host the show, and I kind of just, you know, produced it for him, and I jumped on the mic a few times, and it was a successful show. So... You just never know what you're going to get. That's what I'm trying to say is, like, you know, some people just don't have that following that they need to have, and I guess I'm guilty of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that people would come through for me and be here live, but I don't know what they're doing at 730 on a Tuesday night. Yeah, a lot of people are probably having dinner. That's what I would typically be doing at this time. Really? You, you think it's a bad time, maybe? Yeah, I think people are getting home from work. You know, they've been sitting in traffic. You know, they're probably sitting down having dinner. So, yeah, it's it's a tough time. Well, you know what? Maybe sometime we'll have to try a little bit later. Like, maybe we'll try doing one at, like, 9 o'clock at night. We'll have to pick a night, you know, down the road here and try to uh, 
see what happens. You know, give it a shot. And, uh, you know, 11 o'clock I think was too late, though, honestly. I think I think if we were on the radio at, like, let's say 9 o'clock, like I said, you know, I think that's a popular time, but then you've, you're up against people watching their regular, you know, uh, shows on TV. And so, you know, it's always about people are doing other stuff. Yeah, or you can pick a time slot at 2 a.m. where you catch all the people suffering from insomnia. <laughs> yeah, but the problem with 2 a.m., I mean, let's face it, mm-hmm. is that most people are probably going to be sleeping. Like, I know what you're saying, that we're on the Internet, so it's not like, you know, people have to be in one city. We can get people from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And with our with the website, I notice I'm getting people hitting it from, like, all over the world, you know. Like, I get the research back from it, and they tell me, oh, well, the hits were here, here. I look at the map, and I'm like, where the hell are these people coming from? How are you finding this website? My followers, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's sending all your people to the website. That's what it is, huh? But trying. uh, Yeah, I know. know, Believe me, you know what? Everybody who has, has, you know, joined me in the past, they work hard to spread the word. And, you know, it's when you build something – and I've built different varieties of shows over the years. I mean, I was on different websites for, you know, a very long time, started back in 2008. So here we are seven years later and I'm still around, you know, it's just, uh, I take long breaks and I pop back in again, you know? So I'm hoping this time now that we can go forward, but honestly, I think it's just that we have to advertise this bad boy and spend some money and get this thing promoted. Right. You know, maybe hire a marketing director and, uh, hire some people, you know, who could help bring the people in, you know, put the word on the street. Yeah, I think maybe too, I don't know if this is even doable, but maybe like post some topics that you plan on talking about. That way people can, you know, do their own little research and jog their own little memory so they feel more engaged to to call in and talk. Well, right. That's a good point. I mean, you would think, though, just the fact that, you know, people would give us a shot to see, they could turn it on and see what we're talking, at least give us 10 minutes to see what we bring into the table, and maybe it's, but you're right, though, you, you do have to kind of gear your topics towards the audience, what they want, and sometimes it becomes difficult. I'm not going to lie, because there was a guy who's been following me for years that wrote to me and said, look, man, you're good at sports, stay off the other topics, work the sports angle, but when you're here with me on the air, it helps bring in a different angle, a different aspect, and a different opinion. So that's that's a, that's a, that's a huge add-in, you know, by having you here. Now, I, I know, you know, your schedule for a weekly show probably wouldn't be that easy, but maybe if we could do it, let's say, every other week or something, spend two hours every other week doing a show, maybe people will start coming, you know? Yeah, sounds like that. And I really like the idea of the whole you know, dating websites, bringing people together, especially right now. It's crucial time because, as you know, Valentine's Day is just around a corner, so people are struggling a little bit more, you know, to find someone and feel connected and not feel so alone. What I'm thinking of doing is if we can come up with the right name of a website, opening a, a site that we control. Now, the only thing is I don't know how to add all those features into a website because, as you know, I, I built the Beer Man Net page, so the only thing I'm thinking is if we maybe have them give us their Twitter handle or their Facebook names, then we could start working with them and help them find, like you said, we could be the matchmakers, especially at Valentine's Day, what, a couple of days away. Yeah, was it not this weekend, but next weekend. Right. So, you know, I mean, we're not going to be able to hit it for Valentine's Day this year, but 
you know what? Maybe we can make it the theme of summer love. You know, by summertime, you'll be innately in love with the person that we introduced you to. Yeah. People are always looking for that connection. And I know a lot of people struggle. A lot of people just, a lot of people don't even know what to write about themselves. They're like, I don't know what to say. So just coaching people how to bring their best self forward to advertise to someone I think would be a tremendous help. All right, so wait, so wait, you're telling me, are you one of those people that don't know what to say or you think you have it nailed down? I'm actually really shy. No one believes me, but I'm actually terribly, terribly shy. I seen a little bit of your shyness the day I approached you in the parking lot. Of course, you know, that was how we, uh, how we initially, you know, met to, to, to form the, uh, the radio partnership here. And, uh, you know, I, I can see what you're saying in that, but you know what? Once you get going, it's easy. I mean, I don't know. I I think that uh, it's probably about making the right connections with the right people. Yeah, a lot of people are just afraid to dip their toes in the pool. Like me, I'm not a toe-in-the-pool dipper. I'm either jumping all in or I'm running away from the pool. So. Yeah, so you have to find that happy medium to where, you know, I mean, that's the number one thing in dating is. I'll tell you what, if anybody out there listening is single, and trying to find Mr. or Mrs. Wright. The key to it is, is you don't jump all in, but you don't, you don't like slowly go into it either. Because when you're slow about it, you're going to kind of push people away. But when you also jump head in, you push people away. And I notice we do have some more people adding themselves into the chat room here. So I want to welcome them in. And uh, hopefully they're not having the audio issues that were previously talked about. But uh, I, I tell you, the bottom line is, honestly, looking back, I remember those lonely nights. And, you know, I obviously don't have that problem anymore, as everybody knows by now. Uh, you know, but the thing is, what it boils down to is, is that you have to be willing to take a chance, you know. and But you also have to make sure that you do your homework on the person you're going to be hooking up with. Yeah, like the other day, the guy that I've been getting to know, he's homesick, and I wanted to take him a, you know, like a little care package with chicken noodle soup and stuff like that. But I'm like, is that going to be too clingy? You know, we've been hanging out, seeing each other for six months. I contacted three of my girlfriends. I'm like, would it be sweet or clingy if I delivered a care package? But I ended up loving it, and he said it was perfect. So, yeah, you know, I took that risk to show that I, you know, I care about him. I want him to get better, but... And you never know, like, what that threshold is. Is it too much? Is it not enough? You don't want him to lose interest. You don't want to scare him away. So where's that happy medium? Well, I'll tell you what. I can help you as far as when it comes to judging what a man is thinking. The best way of finding out is communication. You just have to Mm -hmm. flat out say, you know, you lead into a conversation where you say to him, hey, you know, what do you think about how things are going? Like, you can come out and ask them. Like, sometimes you have to ask your partner or the person that you're interested in, where's your head at? You know, like, where are we at in this relationship? Yeah, my friends make fun of me. Yeah, everything's, like, going great. My friends make fun of me because I'm petrified of asking, hey, would you want to pursue anything more than what we are now? So, but I love how things are going. So I'm trying to let it evolve organically. But it's it's just really hard because you know, one day he could say, "All right, I don't want to get to know you more. Goodbye." But I don't get that vibe from him. So I'm just kind of doing the whole trust the gut thing. So you think that he is one of those uh, potential keepers for you? Yeah, out of 
she's probably the fifth person that I've spent time with since I've been single, and she is very amazing. He's very caring. Like, he's surprisingly the first guy who'll send me a message, you know, text or Facebook message to make sure I got home safe, you know, if it's snowing. He'll check to make sure I got to work safe. And you met him at work, correct? I did, yep. Let me tell you about the research on that, because I did a little study on myself, and I noticed that a lot of women meet their man at their job. So that's good news for you, because your future outlook is, you know, I don't want to jinx it any, but uh, I would think right now your future is looking good, because you met him at the right spot. Yeah, we have people responding in chat. We have guest number 11. Okay, and let's see, uh, guest number 11. Let's see, what did guest number 11 write? Let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep, if you offer love and reach out and that gets seen as clingy, then that says stuff about your fears or his insecurities if he didn't take it as clingy. So he didn't take it as clingy. He was actually really appreciative, which, like, I'll admit, I'm very insecure when it comes to having feelings for someone just because the last two relationships I was in, like, I told you on the last show, my ex-boyfriend pawned, you know, every possession I had. He opened credit cards in my name. He stole from me. And, you know, I was really hurtful. And my ex-husband did a lot of bad, unmentionable things. So it's, it's really hard to trust people. But at the same time, I have to learn not to punish one man for another man's mistakes. So that's another reason why I haven't really rushed into a serious relationship because I know I have things to work on on myself. So... Well, like I said, I mean, the one thing I think that you have going for you is you're approachable, you're not standoffish, uh, you're not conceited, you know, you're a very friendly person, you did interact well with me when I approached you, I had no idea what I was selling, what I was about, and obviously at that point, I literally went out there that day with the goal of finding someone who we could put on the radio, and it worked out well because you were there that night to open up the show with us, and uh, it made for very interesting radio, and a lot of people really did say a lot of positive things about it, so. Yeah, I was actually, you know, I'm glad I went to the Phillies game that day. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I think like the old saying goes, when things are meant to be, no matter if it's a business deal or relationship or anything in life, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. You know, and I think guest 11 here in the chat room probably agrees with that. Yeah, guest 11 has a lot of really nice things to say, actually. Now, let me ask you this, Jessica. Do you know anything about guest 11? No, I don't. Uh, because guest 11 saying they're British. How did, how did somebody from, from over there in uh, the U.K. find us here in the chat room? I'd love to know. I don't know, but I'm glad that he found his way here. So, hello, guest 11. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad he's here. Uh, you know, but uh, so guest eleven, please tell us uh, how did you find us tonight? Was it through our advertising on Facebook or the website, or how how did you find us, sir? He is in North London and listening. Okay, he's so he says hello it. to us, and uh, you know what, guest eleven, if you want to pick up the phone, feel free seven two four 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 seven four four four. Show ID is 90046. You know, I, I love playing the talk show host, and on the other side, I love playing the laid-back conversational person, too. So, Yeah, more people in the conversation, the merrier. 
Exactly. You know, that's how we can have fun. We could do it through the chat room. We could do it to uh, all kinds of things here. Okay, so he found us through the website. Yeah. How about that? He found us. We're glad he found us. Exactly right. We're glad to have some company because, you know what, after a while you get get to the point where you run out of things to say. So we always look forward to phone calls, and we also look forward to having the live chat room here. And uh, that's great that we we have people coming out here to hang out with us tonight and probably say, what the hell is Beer Man Network? Well, he jumped in here to find out, and uh, hopefully you're enjoying what we're doing here tonight. And listening to our advice for dating world. <laughs> yeah, well, what else can we help people? And I mean, you know, finding a job, I'm not an expert at that anymore because I've been at my job for over three years, so I couldn't even begin to tell you where to find a job in today's economy. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, you're competing with a lot of people, it seems. You know, with me, I, I've been very fortunate in the career field that I'm in. You know, I kind of, I walked into it. The military, you know, gave me the experience I needed. My, I haven't finished, finished my college degree yet, so I'm working on that. But um, I don't know. It's it's tough. Yeah, it's it's an extremely rough world out there right now. And uh, you know what? If we can, you know, come here every, uh, like I said, every couple of weeks and do a show for a couple of hours, maybe kind of help people with their stress problems. You know, maybe we can call up Dr. Beerman and uh, Nurse Jessica. How about that? That works. I think we're on to something here. There you go. This is the new name of the show. We'll just call it the Doctor Doctor Beerman and Nurse Jessica show. I think yeah. that would sell, actually. Yeah, come dial in for your remedy. Now, all we need to do is get you in a picture in a nurse's outfit, and we'd basically have ourselves uh, something brewing there. <laughs> I actually have a picture of me wearing a nurse outfit. The guys will love that. I'm sure they'll go crazy. I mean, you know, the guys definitely, uh, from what you told me the other night, you said you got a lot of comments about you are uh, a clone of Katy Perry. What was that all about? I, If I had a dollar for every time someone said I looked like Carrie, Katy Perry, my car would probably be, you know, paid off. But, yeah, a lot of people say I look like her. I'm bubbly. They say my personality reminds me of her, so... You know, I definitely see it. I, you know, and I even pointed out to my coworker the other day. I said, "Take a look at this picture, and tell me, do you think she looks like Katy Perry?" And he said, "Yeah, I can see it." Yeah, I get Betty Page, um, Abby from NCIS, and Katy Perry. And there we go. Mr. London has appeared in our chat room here. So there you go. Mr. London is is here. Uh, welcome in, of course, once again. So he's here as himself now. And we're on for, what, another 12 minutes, or how long can he? We can, we, well, we can be on as long as we want. I mean, there's no restrictions here. You know, if we're having fun and you want to hang in, I'm okay with that for, you know, a little longer than the 8 o'clock hour. So, uh, you know, we can do it as long as you're interested in participating with us here tonight, you know? Yeah, we'll see how long I stay awake. I haven't been sleeping too well because I've had a terrible migraine for days. It's I was probably awake till 2.30 a.m., I think, last night. Oh, so you had a rough night. I, I know what that's like. I mean, I had that on Sunday. I was I normally go to bed at 8 o'clock. I didn't go to bed till 10.30, and I had to be up at 5 o'clock Monday morning. So for me, you know, that's that's like that night we did that crazy night with the show where I went to work, and uh, that, that's what that night with uh, hardly any sleep. So I, I know what's, what it's like to have a rough night. So – 
you know, I'm not going to keep you too long here tonight. And uh, it looks like we have the caller on the line. So let's go ahead and bring on Mr. London is calling us, Jessica. So I'm going to let you talk to Mr. London. Here it is. Good evening. Hello. Hi. Good evening. Hello. How are you? I'm doing just fine, thanks. I, I'm in North London, and I found the show by just looking at the Talk Show Live shows list. Yeah, I'm glad you found us. And I thought what you were saying was sounded really nice, so I I hung out, hung around, you know? Oh, well, the whole care package thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually... I'm, I'm very cheesy and doting. Like, when I was in a relationship, I would write little love notes and leave them, you know, in my, my boyfriend at the time's lunch bag. I'd save little notes, put them in his coat pocket, you know. I like well, being think, cheesy. <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything wrong in that at all, to be honest. Do you do anything cheesy or romantic? Um, yeah, I do, actually, yeah. Um... I do, I do similar, well, yeah, I do one or two things, let's say. <laughs> like what? Um, send presents through the post, because my partner lives, I live in London, and she lives in another city called Colchester. Okay. So I only get to see her about once every couple of months. So in between times, I send little presents in the post. And, of course, you know, we text and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, just try and keep it nice and, you know, not too heavy. And sending gifts and stuff like that, I think, is a great way to do that. Yeah, that's really sweet because it is hard when you don't get to see someone, you know, for a week or a month or a couple months. So you got to keep that spark going. Mm. And it is hard to know, like you said earlier, if it's too much or or not. But I think ultimately, if you're giving something of yourself and, you know, you're reaching out to someone, I mean, can you do too much of that? Surely not, because it's a good thing, right? Well, and with my ex-boyfriend, I gave him everything I had, and he just stomped on it and threw it away. So, you know, to put myself back out there and give someone else any attention it was really it was really tough for me so, yeah. like, you know the connection I feel with this guy now that I've been kind of seeing you know it, it felt very genuine and authentic but at the same time mm-hmm. it's still a little bit scary mm. but the advice as well that you got a moment ago from I don't sorry I don't know the gentleman's name who's is it the new 77 FM or is that you um that is that's a beer man I'm on, okay, I think be- I'm guest eight. <laughs> okay, the beer man, right. Okay, well, the advice the beer man gave you about communication is also really good advice because it just doesn't hurt to ask, you know, am I doing too much? Am I freaking you out with this, with all, you know, just communication? Yeah, I agree. Communication can make or break a relationship. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's logical, really, isn't it, to communicate and to give each other space. I mean... I heard the other day that a lot more couples now sleep in separate rooms or at least separate beds and they find they get a better night's sleep and they've got more space and that sort of thing. That's a trend certainly here in the UK and, you know, if that's the 
some people like to sleep together in the same bed, but if you don't and you need your space and you both agree on it, then then do that, you know? Yeah, I agree. When it comes to sleeping, I'm a light sleeper. So, you know, mm-hmm. when I have spent the night at his house, you know, I'm so afraid of waking him up, even just, you know, switching sides. I'm like, oh, you know, am I going to wake him up? We both have mm-hmm. to be up early, so... Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm exactly the same about sleeping, and and we found that bed, separate beds, albeit in the same room, and when we're on holiday as well, works really good for us. Yeah, especially with me, I can hear a pin drop, so I think he could sleep through a train going by. So, yeah, it does help, I think, and a lot of people would assume you know, hey, they're sleeping in different beds. You know, their relationship must be over. Their relationship's failing. Mm, not necessarily. No. Not ne- and especially not necessarily. Hey, uh, Mr. London, how you doing, buddy? It's the Beer Man here. Uh, yeah, we're under the new 77 FM here on TalkShoe.com, but uh, we actually are the Beer Man Network. So uh, that's Jessica, my co-host, and I am the Beer Man host here, and uh, we're glad you called in tonight, buddy. Oh, thank you very much, and lo- lovely to hear great stuff. What, tell me why you're called the Beer Man. Well, I actually sold beer for about 15 years in Philadelphia. So uh, I would just go up and down the aisle selling the beer at the baseball games, concerts, football games. So you had good times there. Wow. Okay. And that would be that would be what we call lager, would it? Well, it's... Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I guess you just call it beer, right? No. I think not all not all beer is lager, <laughs> but not all lagers are beer. Oh, lager. Okay, I'm sorry, I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, um, we we just you know I carry Miller Lite, which is you know the uh, I guess you could say just plain old beer here in America. Yeah, we would call yeah that's a lager. I mean, I'm afraid in England we are ever so particular about beer. Well, the guy and that we, I've been kind of seeing makes his own beer, actually, which I think is pretty cool. Okay, well, we would call that ale. Okay. Which is brewed, and it would come out flat with no gas in it. That's called ale in Britain. Okay. I don't know if any, like, names of any beer over there. I actually had my first beer ever last year, my first lager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just last year, and we have a oh. British, we have a British ale that we call bitter. You might have heard of that bitter. Yeah, I think I have actually. That sounds familiar. I never did, is... but uh, I, I know a guy at the a guy by the name of Brendan who lives over in uh, in, in England himself, and uh, uh, he hangs out in the Google Hangouts. Have you ever done them? No, I've never done them. Yeah, Google has a thing, Google Hangouts, where uh, a bunch of people can get on a camera and uh, hang out and talk to one another, and it's uh, pretty fun, you know, and that's how I know him, though, he, and he lives in England. He was a truck driver there. I don't know what he does currently, but uh, matter of fact, I just talked to him the other night, but uh, I didn't get an update on what he's doing for uh, work over there in England. Okay. I visited at some stage Google Hangouts, but I I think you have to have a Google Plus account, don't you? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I have all of them. YouTube, uh, 
We have a website, beermannet.com. So there's all kinds of ways to uh, reach us. Okay. Well, that's good. And do you do a regular talk show? Yeah, we actually were on the AM radio station in New Jersey uh, recently. And uh, now we're back here on talk show. We uh, have done a bunch of shows over the years. I've interviewed uh, some people who were uh, important over here, I guess you could say. Like who? Uh, I've had baseball announcers from uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I've interviewed uh, some FM uh, popular DJs in the Philadelphia radio market. So, and uh, we also had a uh, newspaper columnist that was an interview. Uh, we've had different people over the years. I actually was on ABC with Jenny McCarthy, too. Wow. Yeah, I was on it with I... New Year's Eve 2011. The Jenny McCarthy. We've, she was quite well known in the UK for a while. Yeah, let me put up a link in the chat room here so you can check out that video because I want you to see it. And I also want to actually get you to respond, if I can, to uh, to what you see the, here with me and Jenny McCarthy. It's pretty interesting. Is she the blonde lady with a sort of big smile? Well, yep. she's the she's the blonde lady who posed for Playboy at one point. So uh, she's well known. Yeah, she yeah, follows me on Twitter now. So I was pretty excited about that. She follows you. Why isn't she following me? I'm confused. I don't know, but I left my Twitter handle in the chat room if Mr. London is interested in seeing or connect. Well, I don't know if you have a Twitter account, but. Wait a minute. Uh, Help me out here, Jessica. Wait, wait a minute. Jenny McCarthy is following you? Yeah, go check it out. Go check it out. How did Twitter. you score Jenny McCarthy to follow you? And I couldn't even, I tweeted to her, couldn't even get a response. Because I am Jessica. I, people respond wow. to me. <laughs> I just put the, uh, the link in the room. Everybody in there who hasn't seen it, go check it out. Uh, I just posted that link up there in the chat room, though. So there you go. Watch that YouTube and let me know what you think. Hey, Guest 13 is trying to have some fun with you, too. Oh, I can see who has arrived. Uh, Maybe he needs to pick up the phone and uh, give us a call. I think think you know who that is, Jessica. Is that Mike? No, it's Scott. I know. Trying to give them, rile them up. <laughs> hey, Scott, 724-444-7444, and the show ID is 90046. How about this? We have Scott talk to Mr. London. Mr. London, Scott Matisol is the brother of Mike the Mouth Matisol, who's a famous poker player, by the way. Okay. Mike I don't know if you know anything Madison. about poker. We do have it on the television, yeah. We do have late-night poker on the television. I know um, a few of the players, but I haven't heard of that one. You have to give them a Google. Check them out. And it looks like he's having a birthday dinner tonight. Oh, he can't call in? In five minutes, put that in the room. Okay. What time is it in London right now? I should probably Google that for myself, but one oh one. So are you suffering from insomnia or is this your normal normal hours? It, no, these no, I'm I'm afraid these are my normal hours. I s I'm afraid I stay up half the night on talk show. Well, I'm glad you stopped by and said hello on this one. Well do you normally yeah, uh, 
do a show or what? No, I do other stuff. I kind of work online and I'm doing stuff, but I've got talk show open and sometimes I have the headset on and, and, and I listen to all sorts of different shows, actually, and I find them fascinating. They're a fascinating snapshot of American life and there's well, stuff I, that I'll we don't what. even... Um, I'll I, I tell you what, what goes on here. Um, I found out about this through a I found about this through a um another website, nowlive.com was my first website on the internet. Well actually there was another one, a paid service. I forget the name of that website, but uh I actually had to pay to do shows on there. And then finally I went to Now Live and Live Video and then I found Talk Show. And uh ever since I found it I've been doing shows on here. So I have shows that go way back many years. Yeah. Well, I think I've listened to Blog Talk Radio and I've listened to Spreaker as well. And I think Talk Show's the best because they don't censor anything. It's complete free speech, which is good. And it's free. And it's kind of quite easy to use. I like the chat rooms with the, you know, the, the text you can type. And as I say, I've listened to all manner of shows with things that we can't even imagine here in the UK that you guys have got in America. For example, some of the religious groups have their own shows. You've got a whole load of shows about, I don't know if you know what, do you know what TIs are? Not familiar with that. They're, they're targeted individuals and they're people who live in society and they, they are... I don't know if they're deluded or not, but they think they're targeted by the authorities or by secret forces at work or whatever. And they do these shows, and there's quite a few of them uh, in a community. Yeah, that's very interesting. I've never heard of that. Yeah, TIs, they're called targeted individuals. Some of them are just clearly bonkers, and they're talking about, you know, they can hear... Um, noises in the air conditioning and stuff and people are out to get them and it, it, it's sad because some of them are obviously people with mental health issues but but others are quite quite you know interesting and intelligent and say some quite you know thought-provoking stuff and it's funny because it's something that i think is also in american culture uh much, much more because hey, hey, Mr. London, Mr. London, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but uh, we do have a special guest on the line. I'm going to bring him on right now. Uh, Jessica, okay. I know you want to say hello to this person, so go ahead. Good evening, caller. You are on the Beer Man Network. Hi. Hello. 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 Jessica, the, the, English, the English man. And Mike, what are you guys doing here? That five guests in the room. What's going? What's happening here? We are oh, we're doing a show. A show. Are you gonna have Jessica was telling me about some interesting topics tonight. Really, Mike? Yeah, she was talking about. She wanted to talk about how she was a perv magnet. She's a perv magnet. Yeah, really? because that's what we called her on the radio show back on night one. Mm, bird man. She should have a, a dating group on one of the sites. She get plenty of birds. Good job. I have, I have what? Dating profile. Just put pictures on yourself. You have all kinds of guys that are going to be asking all kinds of questions. Not writing all kinds of stuff to you. 
proposition in the most filthy way. You might like that. I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Maybe I should post a picture I just posted of me dressed as a lumberjack. I yeah, told you, a nurse outfit is the way to go. What's that, Mike? There's we a photo of me. Oh, go ahead. We were going to call this show Dr. Beerman and Nurse Jessica. What do you think there, buddy? Jeez. Mike, what is it? What were you talking about earlier about Jenny McCarthy? Are you still on that stuff? I mean, oh, no, I was just stuff. mentioning it. I was just mentioning it in passing. That's all, you know. I just, you know, for newcomers, I want them to check out their video. That's all. Huh. You tell them what happened after she put a restraining order on them and you went to jail? Oh, come on. Dude. That is not true, Jessica. I think you need to tweet uh, Jenny and confirm that there is no restraining order on me. <laughs> I would have one against you, and I wouldn't want you any, anywhere near near my wife. I don't even have a wife. That's yeah, how so she might. Not much of me. She might unfollow me if she knows that I know you. I can't oh. tell Oh, the beer man's getting hammered now. Here we go. Man, what else is a beer man do? Of course, you're a beer man. So you can get hammered. No, oh, I'm not even drinking tonight. I didn't even have one beer tonight. Not one single beer. I was wondering, too, some of your videos. You look Chinese in some of those videos. Your eyes are in closed. I'm like, oh, what's up with that? Yeah, I've been having problems where my eyes aren't staying open properly. I don't know what's going on with that lately. What's up with that? Did you look into a solar eclipse or something? I don't know. Maybe I'm seeing the future and I don't like what I see. I don't know, especially what happened with this. Uh, the big story of the day is the uh, the man that was killed back on January 3rd by ISIS. Yeah. Burned alive, you mean, that, that story? I'm burned sorry? Alive. You mean the guy was burned alive, that man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, t- that's the story everywhere I turn today on television, Fox <laughs> News and CNN. They're all over that story. What does that tell you? They're looking nice. They're telling you, beating the drums away on that's what they want to do. They're, they're self-propaganda. It's ISIS. So you can put ISIS in power. There's the United States and Israel put them in power. They're the ones that put them there to create problems. Don't you know that whole thing's about just building a pipeline from Saudi Arabia, at least to uh, Europe? And that's what that's all about. And, and then it's stopping Putin from building his pipeline via uh, Syria to serve uh, Europe. It's all, it's, it's all about. It's all hedge running. It's all political hedge running. You don't know that? What's up with all the fracking lately? Uh, all the earthquakes from fracking, people are saying... Well, fracking is, uh, who knows what it could be in the, uh, what it could do in the long run. It could be very dangerous if they don't do it right. I and mean, obviously, if it's regulated, it can't be done right. But, uh, you know, how it works, sometimes it's not, re- it's regulated, but sometimes people take bribes and kickbacks. They look the other way. And uh, when you look the other way and you're not paying attention to regulations, uh, maybe they could get something that's pretty done. I don't know. Is it the end of the world, Mike? I don't know, dude. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? That's what I'm asking you. I figure you're the expert here. Tell us what's going to happen. Well, I think it's possible in the next two years. I mean, you could be looking down in the ocean in the San Francisco. You could be looking actually in the San Francisco Bay and enjoying a nice day. Maybe you're with your boyfriend. Maybe you're by yourself. Maybe you're with your boyfriend in San Francisco. And all of a sudden, the water starts to well up. It moves around, and out comes Godzilla again. And Godzilla might come in and destroy San Francisco. It very well happened. It happened in Tokyo in 1954. You know that. Well, let's let's see what Mr. London thinks about that, Scott. Let's see. Mr. London, you still there? Yes, I am. Tell us your opinion about that subject we're talking about here. Uh, what's, sorry, what's the question? 
We were asking about what do you think about the fracking and all the earthquakes that are happening lately? Uh, to be honest, it's beer man. It's not something I know a great deal about. I know that frack. We don't have earthquakes in England for a start, and we only just have fracking. It's a new thing over here. It's certainly controversial, but as I say, I know very little about it. I'm afraid. Okay, let's ask Jessica her opinion now on the round table here. About the earthquakes, I I haven't actually been following the news. Well, there was one in like Canada, not too long ago, like. Last month or something. All right, I don't Jess, know. let's do this. Let's do this, Jessica. Let's play lightning round. You can ask Scott five questions. Go for it. How's the online dating world going? Not good. <laughs> I know. I it wanted was, you to share some stories. Uh, there really isn't any really. You know, there's not much to share. Talked to a couple yeah. of girls. There was one girl I thought about going out with. Just she was driving me crazy because she kept talking to you about her mom all the time, and then she turned off. I'm like, now, I mean, a lot of guys in my position would just go out on the dates anyway. I can pretty much tell if there's going to be any kind of time. She's just talking on the phone. I can tell. You know, if, it's, if there's, you can tell right away if there's a vibe, how much excitement there is. And I think a lot of people, like, they waste, I'm not a serial dater, so a lot of people, they waste their time. I could pretty much say a lot of them. I talked to some girl last night, just nothing there. And it was just, she was telling me, I'm, you know, she can't pay her bills. And it's just, I feel bad for that. It's like, you know, you shouldn't be on a dating site. And it's just, I don't know. It's it's tough. There's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of window shopping. It's a lot of you know, just. It generally is a waste of time. The best thing you're looking to meet somebody is go out in real life and go to social things. I, I'm not saying you can't work online dating, but it's it's not what I thought it would be. I thought it would be a lot easier in terms of like you know, can you keep hitting? When I say easier, you just talk to the people. Eventually, you'll find somebody you're compatible with. I'm finding that wow, it's uh, not so easy. <laughs> Um, do you think do you think you and I would have a nice time out on date? Say again. Do you think you and I would have a nice time if we went out on a date? Would I be personable yeah. enough? Yeah. Well, you, I like you. I mean, you're pretty cool. But yeah, I think uh, you're going to fine. You wear your heart in your sleeve. You're very open and honest about it. Yeah, I think you'd have a good time. That's my opinion. Well, that's probably worth a lot in this case. That's a lot of background noise. Wait a minute. Let me see what's going on here. Why are we getting so much background noise? Uh, let's try that. Is it better now? Yeah. I don't hear it anymore. Okay. Yeah, Jessica's, Jessica's really nice. I mean, read she has a blog. I've read her blog. She's a heartfelt girl. You know, she's real. She's heartfelt. And she's not pretentious. She does it like it is what's on her mind. And I like that. I respect that. It's just, uh, you could have people that are like that generally, you from fun or whatever, you, you could actually have a, a chance to, to develop at least something when people are like that. It's just today, it's it's just, I mean, it's just like I, I really want to play this town. It's just, you know, when I was younger, it's like you like a girl and you held her hand. It wasn't complicated. It was like it is what it was. You just, it was, you could be romantic, it's fine, whatever, it was fine. Today, it's like it's, it's I don't know whether it's expectations, whether it's jadedness. I, I'm not saying even the word jadedness, but people being jaded. I don't know. It's it's hard. I was like some girl in Arizona, and not too far away from me. And it's just there's I was just trying to tell just nothing there. It's just like she answered me back. We're talking. My favorite movie, different things. She's like no excitement. You know, it's it's, it's like how much work do I have to do here exactly? It, how much charm? I mean, uh, do I have to put on the whole manipulation game and do that? I don't want to do that, man. It's just like I've been there and done that. I'm already I'm just turned 48. I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> you know be doing that. But, 
Do you think technology has kind of made people emotionally void where they just don't know how to interact with people in person? Yeah, I, I think I, I think it's 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 made it to where it's the word isn't phony. It's made it to where it's it's impersonal. So it, it, I think it's a lot of people, for instance, into technology and online. So many people are so quick to say after you to somebody else on the other line, or, or, or so quick to you know. I, I've noticed that when I've been reading about dating stories, I mean, guys right away are already talking about girls and sleeping with them in five minutes after talking to them. You know, it's like you would never do. You would think they wouldn't do that in real life. Well, I've seen it before, but it, it, it's it, real life and face to face. People are more respectful, and I think because of the the technology, it, it, people got so used to becoming more disrespectful in real life to each other. Is what I've been what I've been finding. It's you know more shortness. Where oh my god, uh, you know that's my view on it. At least I could be wrong. It's like, hey, I gotta admit something to you guys. Guess what? I actually was like kind of cheating on Jessica as a co-host because I was in Florida and there was this girl by the pool. At first I was talking to her dad and we had a good conversation about Philly stuff, right? And then next thing you know, she comes over and she she lays down on the pool chair. And so, of course, right away I start saying to myself, oh, man, I can grab this girl to be my next co-host. And I started talking her up, you know? And I sit there and I said, hey, follow me on Twitter. So she followed me on Twitter, and, uh, you know, we still talk in these days. And uh, I just mentioned something to her about, hey, you know, how about uh, being a, you know, getting on, do some on-air work with us. Yeah, and? Well, my point being is that you're talking about, like, how, how it's hard to, to talk to people in person. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, it's not that hard. I no, went I up think- to Jessica, and I was able to make it happen as far as getting her on the radio show. And how many hours did you drive again, Jessica, that night? Two hours, right? Yeah, two and a half hours. That's Mike. I don't think it's 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 hard to talk to people in real life. I just think it's less and less that people are making the effort to do so. I I, I don't think it's hard at all. I actually prefer them. I mean, you know, to say whether you're meeting a girl or, or, or whatever friend thing, I'm I'm considering myself pretty sociable. I could talk to people and you know have a group of rapport with anybody. Just talk about things that you have in common, things that they like, whatever. It's different because in real life you express it. You can see somebody's eyes, see how they move their arms. You know, in getting back to online dating, you don't know that with online dating. It's not something that you know. It's it's, so obviously you want to meet up for a date, but then that could be. It's it's kind of awkward. It's like a lot of people online, like okay, you met, let's ask me out on a date. The way I see things, like you you, you meet someone in the supermarket or whatever, you should be marketing the show. You would see if there's a rapport going in the astronaut today because you already feel there's something there. It's it's much more interpersonal when you don't see all that stuff. You don't experience any vibe or anything like that. It's hard. So it's it, in some ways I think though, if you do meet the right person online, you do connect on the phone and you see you have something common. It's, I think you have more of a chance actually when you do go out on a date. You already have a rapport already. So it, 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 there's there's different ways of looking at it. But I don't think it's hard to talk to people in real life at all. I, I prefer them online. Actually. Well, like, you know, Jessica, um, you know, in your eyes, let me ask you this. When it comes to, you said you're shy, and Scott, you know that, right? That she's a shy person, right? Well, you kind yeah. of doesn't believe it after you've read my blog. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's expressive. That's easy when you're just you talking. I mean, it, it, the shyness would come from interaction, but that's usually when you 
shyness, nothing wrong with them. It's just you get to be around so many of them to feel with their shy, to feel comfortable with they open up. I use my sense of humor kind of like a facade to hide my shyness, so I break the ice by being, you know, trying to be funny. Like I have this unicorn head that I wear around at work. I'll pretend to be mm-hmm. a Tyrannosaurus Rex. You know, just, just trying to make people laugh. That's how I kind of hide the fact that I am shy. You know, if I make someone laugh or smile, then I feel accomplished. Yeah, so what puts you at ease, and then you feel it is. That makes sense. But a lot of, I've gotten a lot of comments that I'm intimidating. A lot of guys have said that I, I am intimidating, and I don't know why. Luckily, I'm not, if you're attracted, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see you as that type at all. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It depends. I mean, if they're just looking at your looks and they think you're so hot and intimidating, then I, to me, if a guy's looking at that, I don't. Just solely, I don't know what the intimidation would be, especially when you're saying that you're shy. What's the timid that the guy's thinking? I don't know if she likes me. I don't know what she's thinking. Ask her. <laughs> well, one it. guy said I was too, I don't know if he said hot, but he said I was too beautiful that, you know, he felt instantly rejected. Then another person said that I was too put together. You know, I have two jobs, I own my own house, pay my bills, have my dream them. car. So they said that was intimidating. I was like, well, should I have? Drama? Do you want me to be a train wreck? You know, I don't. I thought it'd be a good thing to be put. You know what it is? Well, you know, this thing is continuing. Man, just their ego might say that they can't control you. They might want somebody that they consider unequal to them or below them that they can turn around and control and just wrap them around a finger. I I would think, being a man, how I used to be, that's probably how they're thinking. That you're not easy. (laughs) And if you're not easy, continuing to them. Yeah, with me, I don't need a man. If, I, if there's a man in my life, it's because I want him there. I don't need him right. to take care of me. Now, granted, it'd be really helpful to open up those jars that get really tight, which I think there's a gremlin that tightens all the jars <laughs> myself at night. Um, but, but are you, yeah. Are you, I don't know. I look, at you, uh, I look at you as a woman's woman, yeah, from what I can say. There's nothing wrong with you. You shouldn't change. And I like the way you are. I think yeah, your person, yeah, you're nice looking. Your personality is pretty sexy. I'm the fact talk about things openly like that to turn on. It's just my opinion of what is worth. Maybe it's because I bite people. Did you bite people? <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. I don't I don't bite random don't people. Bite. Well, you can talk to me. I won't bite. I'm just kidding. Ah, come on. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I wouldn't worry, you know, guys on intimidation like that. Yeah, obviously the guys are listening out there. Be a real man, for God's sake. You can so it's intimidating. What's intimidating? People are people, man. You know, if you like somebody, you should respect the fact. Somebody, a uh, woman's got a couple of jobs. She's working hard uh, to care of herself. That's attractive. That, that, that's a woman who could be independent like that. Means if you come together with a woman like that in a relationship, it's, that's going to add a, human, a big amount of value. To, and two people are better than one. Two people can enhance each other and make even a stronger union. I think that's good. Why would, why would somebody want a woman who's weak? That, that's, that's, I mean, you know, I say weak, everybody has a weakness, but I mean weakness that's over there. They don't have a job, they can't support themselves, and then it's all on the guy to do everything, you know, and then it's not like a partnership, and it becomes like everything on the guy. I mean, it, it could still be traditional values between the man and the woman, even if the woman has a couple of jobs and she's independent. I don't see the problem, <laughs> personally. That's just me. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right, guys, before we, before we wrap it up, I just wanted to ask one more thing. 
Scott, what do you think about the idea that me and Jessica were talking about doing like maybe a two-hour show every other week? What do you think about that idea? I think that's good. If we could bring some naked midgets on there, I think it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Mm, I would like that. It's just things. You can just, just make it just like hot. It could be like tripods. You know, something around like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. <laughs> Well, you know what I'm thinking of doing is maybe I should take the show to the streets. I can do these shows. Like right now, if I wanted to, I could hop in the car and go to a location where there's a lot of people around and, you know, start, like, pick a question and have people, like, you know, um, answer it. Like, you know, one of those, like, uh, uh, man-on-the-street type reporter type gigs, you know? Yeah. So you could go to, like, you should drive to New York and go to Harlem and ask people if they like black people or I uh, wound up getting killed up there, but I'm talking maybe like Times Square. I remember one day I went up there with a laptop and I found a couple characters to interview. And uh, to say it's a pretty interesting show there, but uh, the one guy was uh, from a comedy club trying to push it. I interviewed him and uh, I interviewed a guy from Spain. Actually, that's all on the Internet. That's on YouTube, uh, the, the interview with the guy from Spain. So, uh, you know, you never know where I'm going to show up next, though. It's, you know, I like to do those kind of live remote type mm. things. So you never know when you're going to show up next. You're going to show up in a woman's locker room somewhere where you ought not be? Oh, hell no. No, I don't mean it like that. I'm talking about maybe possibly showing up in Vegas or something. Yeah, come to Vegas. We'll, we'll do a show. We can interview. Uh, I, we can go out in the middle of the desert and see if we can find some, like, hermits living up here. We can interview them. Of course, they probably won't. No, 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 no. We want, we want to go to the nightclub. One time, I actually went to Bergada Nightclub in AC, and uh, I was walking around in there, and I think I, I didn't interview anybody, but... Uh, I was kind of, you know, just telling the story about all the hot chicks in the place. And, uh, you know, I was calling it, uh, I forget what the name of the show was. But it was like Club something. I called it, I think I called it Club Beer Man or something. And, uh, you know, I'm walking around doing the show from inside the club. And you were, and you were interviewing all the hot girls. Were, that, were they drunk? Oh, yeah. They were all, you know, definitely bombed. You know, I think I did interview them. Yeah. Um, oh, that was back on NowLive.com. Well, you remember NowLive.com. You did a show there, too. Yeah, now live then. That's, yeah. I think they're gone now, aren't they? They're not around. Oh, they're long gone. They've been going for about five years now. Yeah, they had that guy kick over. He was a wacko. I remember this guy who was a paranoid guy. He took over. They let him run out of the line. He was telling me how the, how the cops were after him, and there were UFOs looking down at him, and he asked me to believe all this stuff. I'm like, really, dude? And I was like, yeah. And that's why I decided to get off the side. I'm like, never mind that the guy was like claiming there were people after him and aliens after him and stuff. And he thought I was crazy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he was out to lunch. He's like, that's the kind of guy that goes out to lunch, you know, to recess. He forgot the bell ring. He's been out for lunch and recess forever. He's never come home. There's a boat. There's a boat, Jack. Take it. Well, nope. I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll come back in two weeks. We'll pick a night. and We'll, do, we'll announce it on the uh, Facebook page and on the, uh, the website, beermainnet.com. And, uh, We'll do a show for two hours again. Sound good, Jessica? Yep, in two weeks. I might be in Hawaii. Let me pull up my calendar here. What are you doing? You going on vacation? No, actually, work is sending me to Hawaii. Oh, we're for work. That's checking us. (laughs) Yeah, work is tough. No, in two weeks. I don't leave until the 22nd, so we're good. Oh, perfect. (laughs) And there you go. Yeah, we'll be all done in two weeks. Then it'll be like uh, our post-Valentine's Day show. There you uh-huh. go. And <laughs> sure, there'll be lots of stories. Hopefully, get some callers to call in and share some of their experiences. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, we got two weeks to promote it, so you know I'll be putting it out to everybody. 
I was handing out business cards at my work one day at my job. I was like telling people, hey, here's a business card. Look, check it out on the website. No, let's get it back where we should come. We're going to do a Vegas show, too. We've got to have you come out here and, and do a bunch of jumping off the stratosphere talent. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't do heights, mm. Scott. You're not going to get me on no heights, brother. I, I don't I do not do anything uh, above 20 stories. We I'm petrified of heights. I did yeah, that insanity think. ride on the – that. I think it's called insanity, the little claw that hangs off the side and spins you around. Where, oh where is that? Where? In Vegas, yeah. Oh, that, that, that's what they call that on the stratosphere? Yeah, I think it's called insan- Insanity. There's like a few yeah. rides up there. It's like the claw that hangs out. But I'm petrified of heights, but I wasn't sure if I was yeah. ever going to make it to Vegas again. So I was like, oh, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I don't like heights. You know, I'll never go on a ride. You know what I, look about, I don't like about heights? I don't know if I can speak for most people. It's not the heights. It's like you look over, and it's like I, I, get, this, it's just, I get this weird urge when I'm in heights, like jump. I get this thing. Why don't you jump right now? And that's what hurts me. I'm like, I can't jump. It's too high. Maybe I'm strange, but I get that feeling. Like, if I, like what if I jump right now? And that's what, it's like that chalkboard thing. Like, when you scratch a chalkboard, like, oh, you know, that feeling. That's what uh, I see to me. I don't know if it's the same for you. Is it the same for you? For me, I just feel like I'm losing balance. I don't, I definitely don't want to jump, but I was looking over the side of a building that was really tall, and I just felt really dizzy that I was going to fall off or that, it was going to collapse. That was false. I don't really. I just feel like I get dizzy. Yeah, you get a little bit different. So I just get the thing is, what if I jump right now? And I get like it's. I, you get the feeling like a scratching chalkboard kind of feeling, like creepy. Now I get the I want to cry right now. <laughs> oh, you get that? Yeah, I get. I get the. Yeah, like, everyone's different. I get the the creepy like. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, the kind like, of feeling I got when I saw Mike on the New Year's Eve thing with Jenny McCarthy. Same feeling. What was that about Jenny? I, it's the same. I get that creepy feeling like when I saw Mike on New Year's Eve with Kenny McCarthy. I Is he going to re- request her, her to follow him on Twitter? We have yeah. uh, another person joining us here. It's Boeing Snap. I don't know who that is. Uh, what's up, Boeing Snap? Uh, welcome aboard. Hello from Pennsylvania. Well, back and to height. Oh, go ahead doesn't say much about this person. It just says that uh, they're Boeing Snap. <laughs> Welcome in. Boeing. Well, back to the being afraid of heights. I don't know. Do you know the New River Gorge Bridge in West Virginia? It's like, I think it's like the 13th or 14th highest bridge in the world. Well, you can, there's a catwalk where you can walk underneath of it. I think it's about 22 inches wide. Oh. I went on a family vacation with my dad, knowing very well that I'm petrified of heights, but I walked across it. But I think I had my eyes closed the entire time. That's like one of those catwalks. Like this has got the glass, so you can see what you're walking to see. Actually, mm. yeah, no, mm. it was like steel, and then it had little handlebars that came up to your waist, side, a hand on each side, and I was just kind of inching my way, like I was walking with a walker. Mm. Ooh, I'm getting that creepy feeling again. Oh, <laughs> creepy. Mike, I'm getting that feeling. Hey, uh, Boeing Snap, where are you from, buddy? I see it there. He said hello to us all, by the way, in the chat room, Boeing Snap. Hello. Who's, which, is Boeing Snap a male or a female? Uh, we don't know. All we know is that they're listed as Boeing Snap, and uh, we don't know much about the person. So uh, we do phone? welcome them into the chat room here. Now, they're in the chat room. They're not calling in. They can call in, though, at uh, 724-444-7444. Oh. Boeing and, uh, Snap is gotta... from Toronto. Toronto. Uh-oh. There's Mr. a good guy. Back. 
at the CN Tower there in Toronto. There you go. Talk, talk to us about your experiences hanging up the CN Tower. That's a big one, 2,000 feet. Ooh, there's one for you. That's a 2,000 feet up. Okay. Okay. 2,000 feet, I think. 2000. Oh, my goodness. That's like the, the CN Tower is, I believe, the tallest or the second tallest or the tallest structure in the world. That's like wow. 2,000 feet. Jay, Mike, I, I will say this. I, I got to take off here, but uh, I'll be on there again. Hey, Jeff, I'll, Jeff, I'll hit you up on Facebook. Maybe we can talk to him now. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll write you. Okay, sounds good. We'll see you later. All right, talk to you Bye. later. All right, Scott, thanks. Call in, buddy. All right, happy birthday, by the way. Uh, belated. Well, you know, I already sent him a birthday message, but uh, it was Scott's birthday the other day. I forgot to mention it on the air, damn it. <laughs> Oh, well. Yeah. All right, Jess. I, I I know it's late and all, so I thank you so much for doing this. And uh, we'll do it again. Like, you know, we'll set it up with uh, your schedule in two weeks, and uh, we'll we'll try it again. It's pretty fun tonight. What do you think? Yeah, it was nice. I'm glad Mr. London called in and talked with us for a while, and Mr. Mattisau called us. So it was, it was a good night, and I look forward to doing it again. All right. You have a good one, and we'll be talking to you soon. Take care. All right. You too. Take care. All right. There you go, everybody. Uh, Jessica joining us tonight here as our host on the show. And uh, that's about it for this one. This one is in the book. So uh, for you guys that joined us late, I will tell you to check us out at beermannet.com. We'll have the next show announced there for the official time and date. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'll put it in the chat room here so everybody got it. So uh, there you have it. It's beermannet.com. And... uh, like I said, we'll do it again next time. So everybody have a good night. And there's the website right there. So you now have it. So uh, check our website out, and that'll be a wrap. So everybody have a good night. We'll see you on the next show. From the Beer May Network, we wish you a great night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.